What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Eastern Edge Hunting Podcast. You are here with Matt and TJ, and today we have a bunch of great topics to go over with you guys um, concerning hunting new properties and getting into all that kind of stuff. But first, we're going to kick off with our weekly recap. Um, and last week was kind of a light week for both myself and Matt. Um, you know, life came up and we didn't really have too much of a chance to hit the woods, but it's okay. We still got plenty of time to the season starts. Um, I myself was able to get out yesterday and uh, do a little, you know, trail cam check-in on one of my properties here in Connecticut. Um, not too much buck sign for me, but I was, you know, happy enough to see some doe walking through and uh, that property is going to be pretty much my meat market. Um, I haven't, you know, not really a trophy property for me yet. Uh, it, it is the same property I shot my buck last year. Um, but it's going to be, you know, where my stand location is and where I'm able to hunt back there, it's going to be more probably doe running through there. And then during the rut, you know, I might get a looker coming through or something. But um, but still happy to see some deer on camera. It's always a good sign. No coyotes. Um, nothing too concerning on my end. So I was pretty happy about that. But other than that, like I said, it was a light week for me. Uh, Matt, what, what do you got? Yeah, so I was traveling for work this week, um, so a very similar story. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get out as much as I usually do, um, you know, like that before and after work period. Yeah. But I was able to check some cams this morning. Uh, we had some great weather here, so it was perfect it's time. beautiful out there. Yeah, man. it was perfect time to go in and, and take a look. I was able to secure access to a new piece and nice. starting to put the process together on – you know how it lays out and travel corridors and bedding feeding all, all that good stuff so. nice 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 um so i mean let's jump right into that i think that'd be a great topic to kind of hit is it's getting you got permission to hunt new property like what's step one sure so step one typically for me is pulling an aerial um whether it be a satellite or a topo either one to yep. start and i i just kind of get the lay of the land and start figuring out okay you know, here's here's the corners of the property. Here's kind of the boundary line, and gives me the the large picture of what I'm working with. So this particular piece is about uh, like 44 acres. So it's not yep. like a massive farm, but it's a really good piece because the way the terrain lays out, it actually feels much much bigger than 44. Nice, nice. Yeah, it has some steep terrain and some good draws, and um, <clears throat> so the, the map was able to tell me all that just from the layout of the map and the topo and I was able to kind of see some of the potential travel corridors and that sort of thing cool um, step step two I guess after I <laughs> I look at it on a map I really like to put boots on the ground if I can you yeah. know certain cir circumstances the most important part of the <laughs> right so not everybody can do that maybe the property is you know hundreds of miles away and you yeah. have to do it yep. all on online yep. for a while but I'm fortunate enough that this one's actually really close to my house so this is going to be just my my little quick hey i need to hunt or yep. i have got out late or you know short yeah. hunt style at least right now it's kind of how i'm planning it in my head cool we'll see if anything you know amazing shows up on camera <laughs> if they might change the hey, priority you never know, man. a little small, bit small pieces of property made whole big bucks so yeah so i was able to put boots on the ground um and start to walk around i was able to start finding out hey okay this is gonna be mostly like mass crop i'm gonna be hunting you know acorns and nuts and that sort of thing yep. um there's a few is it a farm or is it's it just not a it's farm just, it's yeah. just a big chunk of hardwoods right now gotcha um it's gonna turn into a farm that's their plan yeah so 
I'll, I'll have probably a couple of good years at least right now of, nice. of hunting. Nice. I think you know is how it's going to take a while for them to clear and, yep. and build roads and do all that stuff. So yep. um, while they're in that process, I have the opportunity to hunt it. I mean, but even you know them logging and and doing that kind of stuff, that kind of it'll push the deer around. But I feel you know I, I've seen that work in my favor a bunch of times too. You know, and some properties that. You know that you brought me on where we shot the turkey it right. get you know they could push the deer right to you so yeah so it's just right now I'm trying to figure out where some of the main food sources are there's a couple of like large they're they're almost they're not really hay fields there, there's one hay field but there's another field that's massive but they mow it almost keep it up like grass like yeah. like somebody's backyard but it's just yeah. a massive backyard on, on one of the kind of property corners so my initial thought when i was looking at you know that that piece, that field, and the terrain was okay. If I can, you know, get behind them for yep. a morning hunt. Yeah. If I can access, you know, the, the the piece that I have permission on to walk behind, you know, that field and get close to it and catch them coming off the off the field in the morning type of. So thing. you can't. So, you don't. Have, you don't have permission for the field. Or I don't have permission no. for the field, yeah. but everything beyond the field is all all on the, the new piece. I got you. So I have all the bedding cover, travel corridor, that sort of thing. Cool, so, cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be mostly a morning property. I think there's maybe a little bit of evening potential too, but right now it's shaping up to, to be a morning spot. Now, I mean, how do you how do you dissect that right away? You know what I mean? Like, how, how do you figure that, it, oh, this is just going to be just because food source? Yeah, it's food source. So okay. the way it lays up, um, because the food source, at least right now from initial scouting, you know, yeah. I saw a few nuts on the ground, but nothing – you know, nothing that made me stop to like, oh, wow. Yeah. But yet, you know, it's still a little early. There's some, some that started to drop. But, yeah. um, and again, this is like day two. I've probably spent two hours total on the property. So I really don't know it enough yet. So yeah. this all my change is really just contingent based on what I know about it right now today. Yeah, yeah. So knowing that those fields are there and that he's got the uh, the terrain. So his his property actually like peaks out to the top of this mountain. And, okay. Uh, He's got the t- you know the bottom behind the fields all the way up to the top of the mountain. So again, in my head, the way it is, thermals in the morning, yeah, yeah, and how all that plays out, you know, catching them coming from the feed back up to the top of the mountain, then gotcha. over the other side where it's thick and was recently logged, and now it's all you know grown up and nasty. So cool, cool. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I mean, you know, new property always. Now, <laughs> one of the big things with me is I always get so nervous asking permission for new property. I mean. I it, I don't know why I get the jitters. It freaks me out. Even you know, it, even I guess just asking the same permission every year just to renew the renew the permit, kind of <laughs> you know. Just sure. is he going to say no? Are they going to say yes? What you know? How do you how do you feel about that? So this one I was fortunate enough. It's um, you know friends slash family. Oh, nice, nice. You know, girlfriend's family, friend, oh, friend of mine oh, type yeah. of thing. So <laughs> this one worked out. It was pretty easy. Um, I really didn't have to. I really didn't have to ask per se, but it goes back to like a relationship, not being yeah. a knucklehead. You know, being a responsible hunter, being respectful. You know, always they ask. Yeah, they could have <laughs> very easily said no, even though there was you know yeah. relationships involved that way. Um, so I guess the. <laughs> Everybody says, hey, you're going to ask 10 times and, you know, get turned down 9 out of 10. Yeah. And, and they're right. Most of the time you're going to hear a lot of no's. But I think going in with the mindset of, you know, you're looking to, to hunt here, but being respectful, don't show up in a bunch of camo and, yeah, you know, with 
a dip spit in your mouth and all it's almost that it's like an interview yeah you it know? really it's, is it's you got to show up and play the part and be you know like matt said be respectful be on your best behavior you can't show up looking like a jamoke i always you know recommend doing a little bit of homework first um know kind of about where the property lays as far as the boundary lines go yeah and really if <laughs> if you know a neighbor or you know somebody else in that area that you have a relationship really kind of leverage that to help you out and yeah. say oh yeah. yeah i know someone's home from down the street and yeah you know just making a good first impression and letting them know that you're even though you might be a stranger you try to make it feel like you're not a stranger yeah that you have some kind of common friends common interests common ground and strike up a conversation with them yeah. and let them get to know you a little bit. You know, don't just come and be the, the hunter showing up at the doorstep. Just the saying, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying like, I want something from you. I right? want to kill some, kill some animals on your land. Right. Right. You got, it's gotta be more than that. In my opinion, you know, I'm sure there's places out there saying, yeah, come one, come all, come hunt my piece. But I've would, worked for guys. I mean, you know, guys who have farms, I work for them to hunt there. You know, yeah. that's the kind of stuff you guys got to do or, or, at least ask if you can do. Yeah, you that's know. what I was gonna get to, and, yeah. and just say, Sorry, like, "Hey, no, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not." But you're you're spot on. I think offering assistance, offering help, offering you know meat or jerky or something, yeah. you know, backstrap, yeah. whatever yeah. you know it is. You know, see if they're into it. Some some landowners that I hunt on, they say, "Hey, thanks for the offer, but yeah. I'm all set." Yeah, it's just not their thing. Um, and others are saying, "Yeah, like definitely, definitely." <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I got my buddy who lets me hang hang my deer in his cooler, and you know, it's I always leave meat just be, just for the you know he's just let me hang the deer and he helps me butcher it and stuff. But you got to you know you pay your dues, dude. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, One thing that I do every year around the holidays, I you know take a time, do a handwritten card, usually a bottle yeah. of wine too, and drop it off and just say you know, hey, thanks for another good year. I yep. appreciate it. It's again, it's just positive gestures, signs that you're not just somebody looking to take from them, that you're willing to give back, you know, give back, and you appreciate how much they let you, you know, haunt in their land, yeah. and you appreciate, you know, the access that they've given you that not everybody gets. You yeah, know? It, I mean, and people don't think it's a big deal, but they're literally letting you onto their land with a weapon. Yeah, you know, to pretty much ha unless they specify otherwise to have free range and free go of whatever you want you know it's 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 a big deal it's a big liability well and to take it even one step further you know some of these people have worked their entire lives to to buy a piece of property like yeah, that yeah you know, especially in connecticut the cost of property right, out here you know they or, or it was in their family for generation after generation after generation and they just <laughs> they're careful right they, they don't want that to yeah. go away they don't want that to be in jeopardy so just you have to you have to treat it like it was your own piece yeah you know yep. and leave every gate the way you found it you know close every gate if you find them open i should say yep. i wouldn't i wouldn't leave a gate open ever so yeah yeah pick um, your crap up don't leave your trash yeah, in the exactly. woods and make it look like you were never there even though you spend a ton of time there hunting, yep. or know? make it look better right or make it look better <laughs> absolutely have, have you ever come across uh, like a, just an like an asshole landowner that just hates hunters and it's just like the most negative person you've ever met in your life? Yeah, when I first started out and I was trying to gain a lot of different properties, access to a lot of different properties, um, there was a few that I would say were probably borderline like anti. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't yeah. know it at the time. Um, 
and they, you know, they, they had they had words to say when I went up there, <laughs> and, and they asked permission politely, but yeah. they, you know, what, what I got in return was basically a door in the face, really yeah. quick. But and it's, I mean, I, I guess I get it. Everyone has their views, but it's still that sucks, you know. Yeah, it does, it's, but you got to be prepared for that. Like I would, I would still rather have nine doors shut in my face and get one yes and yeah. have a new piece of property to hunt than to never go at all yeah. and have no private to hunt you yeah. know um it's a big deal getting getting access to a, a nice piece of private up here and and keeping that access as you mentioned can drastically change your season oh yeah especially yeah. now with sunday hunting and everything else yep yeah because if you're the solo guy on that property i mean there's no other pressure there's nothing you're the only guy walking in you're the only guy walking out you control your deer season yep essentially you know and that's the best way to, i mean that that's such that's such an amazing scenario when it's like that. Yeah. If you yeah. have, if you're like the sole access and yeah. every step that's on there is basically your steps or no steps. Yeah. Yep. Um, because man, I'll tell you what, especially if it's like a small track going in there on a bad wind direction yep. or, you know, somebody maybe doesn't have the same scent, you know, scent control protocol yep. that, that you do or yep. doesn't care, hunts the same, literally the same exact every single time that they're in there regardless of you know wind yep or access they access the same trail every single time you know you burn that area out quickly yeah even on a large piece yeah even on a large piece there i know that if i hunt a stand two or three four times and i don't let it rest man it's gonna be it's gonna be it's dead yeah it's worn out yeah you know it's uh i mean it's it's a blessing and uh and a curse i guess you know but if you're that solo guy it's it's like we said it's great um, you don't have to share. You'd be greedy with it. Now, like my my little piece of property that I have is a, that's a couple acres. I'm afraid to even go knock on like neighboring properties and ask for their permission just because I don't want anybody to. One, I don't know what they're like, and I don't want to because I'm literally in their backyards sure. on my on my property. But uh, you know, I can see yeah. them. And, yeah, you're close. Yeah, and I know they know. Some of them know I'm back there, but I don't want to kind of. If they hate hunters, I don't want to be the guy sure. that like open, you know, raises the yeah. red flag and saying, "Hey, I'm back here." Yeah, or yeah. if you know, there's other guys who hunt in that neighborhood, and then I'm letting them know I hunt back there. What's going to stop them? You know, I'm right. I'm greedy from with knock, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you from know? knocking on the door. I get it. Um, what I would do today in that situation, and social media now is so powerful, mm-hmm. I would go find the landowner's name on the GIS mapping data from each individual town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then take that name and start plugging it into social media outlets and, and just talk to look, them on look on the interwebs. No, not actually oh, just to, to see them, what they're about. Look. Yeah, yeah. Oh, little, that's a good idea. Man. Stalking <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> little e-stalking. If yeah. you want to call it e-stalking for e-scouting yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I've had, I mean, I've been sitting in the stand and I don't know a couple times I've been feeling like these people do it on purpose. Like they'll let their dog out and then they'll just like scream. You know, but it's not every time. And I'm, you know, I hunt this property a good amount throughout the year. And uh, I, but I don't know if they can see me, if they're just screaming at their dog, you know, sure. I don't know what they're doing, sure. but I don't want to go let them know like, Hey, that's what I do. Go, go, you know, go seek them out on social media. Maybe you'll find that, you know, if they have a thousand posts about hating hunters, hating hunters, <laughs> and anti, <laughs> and yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If they're feeding, if they're feeding the deer in their backyard and taking all yep. sorts of pictures of them, you probably could bet. That you're yeah. Not don't go access. knock on them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's just, I mean, 
it's a tool that we have today that you didn't necessarily have, you know, 10 years ago or even longer than that probably. But, um, to just help get a little background information on who that person is. And maybe you can immediately find something that is common that you can use in that first conversation when you're making just to be, yeah, bring it up to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, again, it's, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's an interview because it really is. It's an interview of who you are and, Am I going to let this guy walk? And sometimes, like you said, it's like right through their backyard. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not always just a woodlot down the road yep. where I, they don't see you coming and going. Sometimes yeah. you literally have to walk by their house. I literally park in uh, on that property that I was just talking about. I park, I mean, right next right next to their vehicles. I'm essentially in their parking lot. Yeah. You know, luckily my aunt lives next door, so I park on her side. But, I'm, I mean, right. I walk right through his backyard with my bow and arrow. Yeah. You know, and he's got young kids and he's, you know, but he trusts me enough to go back there. I told him where my stands are, yep. you know, I'm it's so small that he, you know, he can see them. Um, but you got to be respectful. You got to let him know, you know, I'm sure he's, he was, when I first asked him, I'm sure he was worried about his kids playing out back and me hunting at the same time. But now sure. it's, you know, it's been a few years and he's okay with it. Well, he's always been okay with it, but now I'm sure it's less of a stress yeah, for he, him you or, guys have figured out the relationship and the communication side of yeah. it and he's you know it's it's not that first year anymore where he's like okay i i kind of like not rolled the dice but I, i'm giving this guy a chance yeah there's and not it, deer guts all over my backyard exactly you know, not, exactly my kids aren't screaming that you know yeah. somebody killed bambi or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. You know? i mean that's another big thing too you get you, i mean it's kind of off track a little bit but with private property i don't even like to gut deer on the, you know what I mean? I'll wait till I get, I'll drag them out of the woods and then gut them in my garage just because I don't want to bring that extra attention into the, especially on that such a small piece of, you yeah. Know. That's, that's a really good topic, actually. Yeah. Um, are you field dressing your deer where you hunt? Because there's, there's a ton, a ton of situations where I have yeah. dressed deer exactly where they fell. And then more often than not now, though, yeah, um, yeah. They're coming out of the woods or to a specific location. So, I hunt uh, on a gun club property with, you know, a handful of other hunters and we all try to field dress our deer in the same exact location. Yeah. Yeah. There's only a couple of exceptions where like the far, far out outstretches of the property where we're about like a mile away from, you know, from like the access road type of thing. Yeah. In those situations, because the drag can be so, so arduous oh, yeah. that, yeah. you know, we're all good with field dressing. Leaving it, yeah. But, I mean, I, I just that small property i don't want more coyotes there sure you know so i won't i i did when i first started hunting it i did um and then thinking about it after i was like uh i might have screwed the pooch on that one you know but um, they'll come back i mean they, oh, they yeah, always yeah, come yeah. back but it might be a couple of days yeah so if you've taken a week off of vacation and you're bow hunting and you have a handful of tags in your pocket and you want to go back yeah yeah you know don't uh, screw yourself on yeah, that yeah yeah but uh, you know like i said i just don't want to uh, it's a lot of attention, you know, it, it's a lot of a, you get uh, predator attention. Now you're dragging, um, you leave central, like you're you leave central blood, tra- you know, a huge blood trail, a lot, you know, a bigger one. Well, you know, maybe not, maybe not a big one, but I don't know. I always just, I'll just drag them out. Like you said, unless it's a really far drag, but right. I mean, I think, I think when in doubt, um, when in doubt, gut them out. <laughs> when in doubt, no. When in doubt, drag them out. <laughs> when in doubt, drag them out, and then yeah, and then yeah. take care of them. Like I said, I think the if you got a spot to uh, if you got a, another spot to do it, I would just do it somewhere else. Yeah, or that, or like I said, to have a dedicated spot. So like like the gun club, you all 
literally use the same spot. Yeah. And it's it's not in the woods. It's, it's like on the edge, you know, near yeah. one of the road, not the not the main road, but one of the access roads to the property that's nobody can hunt in that area. Oh yeah, you know, so, so it doesn't a, even it's like yeah. an off limit area for hunting. So it doesn't make a big difference if people are. You're feeding the predators. The predators stay on their side. The deer stay. <laughs> that's <laughs> that kind of works out. Be nice if it worked out like that. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean that's that's still a good point. Um, have your designated spot for it. That is a good point. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of dabbled on it a little bit um, a few minutes ago, but hunting pressure on private property um you know if you're the only guy out there it's great now how many hunters is too many hunters <laughs> so i know i know i <laughs> shit two hunters is too many yeah hunters. yeah but, exactly <laughs> but like say you share That's gonna be the response we get from yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i mean so i have this small property it's like two acres right and it's i you know i got my uh my stepdad's father um your grand grand stepdad yeah yeah grand stepdad gr- grand grandpappy step whatever step, he uh step grandpappy yeah <laughs> he kind of want to get wants to get out there and hunt that property too but it's so small and i don't want to be greedy but you know i it's that's a tough situation sure. but for you i mean i don't know how how big so say your new one what was it what did you say 80 acres 44 44 acres how many is too many for that is there other guys that hunt that? Or yeah, is it just so you? there's okay. going to be, um, as far as as far as it goes right now, there's going to be one other guy, another family member that's hunting it. Did um, he just get permission, or has he been hunting it? No, it, so they they just purchased the piece. Oh, so this is brand new this for is everybody. Brand new for them. This oh, is okay, like, okay. And this go back to earlier when I was saying like they've worked, this couple has worked their butts off to I, uh, like, I gotcha, find I gotcha. their dream piece that's going to you know be able to make it their own, and. You know, I'm I'm truly like, I'm truly blessed. They're saying, yeah, all right, go ahead. Like we just we yeah. just made one of our dreams come true and buying this piece. We'll let you in and, on and, it a little and bit. Come on, come on in and come do this. You yeah. know, so I'm so fortunate and I'm so so thankful for, for them just opening it up like that. It um, is great. But yes, yeah, so, so uh, one of their family members and myself are the two that have access. Okay. And I, there's all plenty right. of room. There's plenty of room. I think though, getting like getting to your point and seeing where you're going with it, the 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 two acre piece and the example of your step grandpappy <laughs> um what i would probably try to do is film them i was i was kind of thinking that just kind of have I, them come would, in and yeah yeah I, I would, in that situation i would just say hey you know how often is in my mind I'd say how often is he really gonna hunt how many years of hunting does he have left yeah and you have a good opportunity to take somebody that's you know been in this game for a long time and has their own perspectives and traditions and way of doing things and you could you know climb up a few feet above them and and film it and that would be not only for him but yeah for you and like the family like laying down some footage you know that would be yeah you know i never i didn't even think of that and that is a great great idea man so that that's probably how i go about that but you know on a larger scale say it's 120 with you know 10 10 guys how do you go about it i think it comes down to communication yeah it comes down to a text message at night and says you know, i'm who's, hitting who's, this who's spot going tomorrow to, who's going tomorrow you know hitting that spot because you know the gun club property i have i've been there for a long time and even the neighboring property i'm fortunate enough to have permission on and um I have a lot of stands there. It just is yeah. what it is. I've been hunting that for you know more than a decade. You let other guys use your stand. I do let other you guys do, yeah. use my stands. Yeah. So, but 
but the rule is like, hey, communicate. You know, don't because because I, I don't want to walk up and get there early and walk up and look up and see a light there. You yeah. Know? Oh, and yeah. Vice versa, yeah. they don't want to do that either because now they got to go find a whole new spot, and then the spot that the right spot might be, you know. 20 minutes in the other direction and now yep. they're late to the stand and bumping deer and it's a mess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, communication is a big part of it and just letting people know it's like, Hey, I'm going today. I'm not going today. Yeah. And you know, where they want to go based on the wind direction. I got you. now for your, so this new property you got, um, I mean, same kind of thing. You guys are just, you, you know, communications key, obviously you're going to talk about it where you're going to hunt, but is it kind of like, you know the the great race to put up a stand first or does it no no i don't feel i don't feel the pressure anyway if it if it wasn't family would you if it wasn't like another family member um like if it was some guy you didn't know who you know they were you know the other hunter was some guy you didn't know yeah would you be like oh i gotta kind of get out there before he does that's a good point I, i might feel i might feel a little more pressure if it wasn't somebody that yeah. i knew or was familiar with because you don't know if he'll let you hunt his stand, you know? Right. That's how I would look at it, at least. I, I guess I would try to attack it the same way, though. I would try to attack it in, in the sense of, like, hey, we both have permission. Yeah. Or we all have permission, depending on how many there are. And work working together, in my opinion, is always better than trying to work against each other. Yeah. Um, because, again. It's like sabotage. You're trying to. It's not that you're trying you, to sabotage each other, but you could by mistake. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, there's multi, a lot of times there's multiple access points to get to the same area, right? Yeah. And who's to say that, you know, they didn't park at one and you parked at another and now you're yeah. five feet apart in a tree and nobody's happy. Well, that's I have that kind of situation um, on one on a piece of property that I have and same kind of thing. Two, two access points. Everybody pretty much uses one. You know, then one guy uses a kind of the backside, and the backside is kind of towards my stand. Yeah. So it's like you know, but the guy's been hunting there a lot longer than I have, so I can't. You know, I don't want to. I can't really say anything to him, but it it gets a little. You I know. would I would talk to him and just be like, hey, you know, I I see that you're access from this way, yeah. and I hunt. You know, he only hunts. Area he and... only hunts like rifle. Okay. So that's why you know that's, that's why I don't point. really say I don't yeah. yeah I don't really say much because he's only out there for a couple weeks or whatever you sure. know whatever private land is, um, so I don't you know you don't mess with it too much yeah I'm out there for the way I look at it I'm there from September to December you yeah. know so freely. I had, I had a property and I actually haven't hunted it in like two years but the one that we turkey hunted this year yep yep and I never rifle hunted there yeah I only bow hunted it. And I hunted like really a small, small fraction of that, you know, massive property that we yeah. walked on. Yeah. And a lot of it was just because I was fortunate enough to have a few other places that I spent time. But what you just said with the influx of like rifle hunters during certain times yeah. of the year, that one got pretty crowded. Yeah. And I didn't want to fight people over spots and all that. And the if it was my only out. spot, I might feel differently. But yeah. I was like, you know what? It's just there's so much pressure. So many people that I know are just stumbling and fumbling around the yep. woods. And, yeah, I could sit here and maybe get lucky and they might kick something by me. And yeah. that would yeah. be great. But that's not really the experience that I want. Yeah. You know, I prefer to really try, hunt. Yeah, and, to yeah, really. Go yeah, after exactly. Yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I try to, like, pattern them, figure yeah. out the yep. puzzle, yep. you know, find the right stand based on the wind direction and then go hunt them. I got you. Yeah, that's a good point. Um but you you brought up you brought up an interesting an interesting 
fact. When you said this one guy, so out of the group, yep. this one guy has said, hey, wait a second, you know, 99% are accessing this way. Yeah. Maybe I should go the other way. See, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So he, he was probably, you know, the smarter one out of everybody. Um, and I, I honestly think the way he, I, I've never been in the other way because it's always flooded, you know, um, but I, he just kind of drudged through it. And I don't know. If, so it worked. Whatever he did, it worked out for him last year because he shot a monster buck off this property. Yep. I mean, the thing was beautiful. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you know, this at the same time, he, um, I met him one time. I, you know, I met him last year once when we were all out hunting for Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, he likes to spot, uh, I like spot stock. Yeah. And I have a calls it sneaking and peeking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's telling us his story and, and, uh, I forgot what he was shooting, like a 30, 30 or some, some lever action. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I think he was up by my stand too. Which was kind of like an. Yeah, I was like, a you, knife you know. In the back. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, was it that one? Oh uh, yeah, right off that trail, yeah. right there. But uh, but yeah, beautiful buck. He said he was better. They were better with a. Or he was better with a couple does. Got up and he took a shot at him. And I think I don't know if he grazed him or what. But then he said the buck just turned around and charged him. What? Yeah. So I mean, I don't charged know. him or like just was running his direction. He said he was running his direction with his with his head down and antlers up. So. And he just emptied his however many rounds he had in his rifle, and finally the last one. You know, it's kind of like wow. that classic, cool. So, I mean, it was a, it was a great story. I'm glad, it, you know, it was great, uh, beautiful deer. Beautiful, beautiful deer. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> That's the old boy I've been, I was looking after. But uh, So, I think, but I, I think it's an interesting point that, yeah, this guy has all his experience yeah. hunting that property, and. He's done his homework and learned that the majority of other hunters go in the other way. Oh, yeah. And I think there's something to be said about that just in general. Because I do use that tactic, too. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, now I, I, I don't remember exactly what year it is off the top of my head, but I shot a really nice, wide, white tail monster. He yep. had to be, like, 28 wide. Wow. It was huge. Wow. And short tines. Yep. But he he was massive. Yep. He dressed out at, like, 200 on the nose. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I actually got him mounted. So Northeast yeah, is the one that yeah. weighed him. I'm not actually making up the, yeah. making up the number in a back garage, <laughs> you know, with a old rickety scale. Northeast Northeast weighed him. Um, but yeah, it was a monster buck. But but that being said, it was a tiny little piece yep. that nobody went to. It's key, man. It's key. Nobody. It's key. Yep. So I I finally looked at it, and you know what? I had I had to cross like water and muck there's, yeah there's yeah. times i've literally worn waders to get in there you have to get into the shit to get where these big deer are at least in connecticut i you know i see it over and over and over again yep. you have to you know i mean not all the time but that's you're guaranteed a monster <laughs> when, when you're when the pressure ramps when the pressure's up, on yeah yeah when the pressure ramps up and you have other like i said you have other guys or in the case of the gun club we have pheasant hunting every yeah. Saturday yep. and every other day except well, obviously except Sunday, but pheasant hunting takes place with the exception of Saturdays, from nine to like two or two thirty. I thought you could. I mean, real quick. I thought you no, could hunt on a, a club on. It's a club rule. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So from nine a.m. to like two or two thirty, and then all gotcha. the other hunting, like deer hunting, they let go from sunrise, you know, half hour before yeah. to nine, and then. Can you bow hunt on Sundays there or no? Yep. Oh, all yep. right. 
So they have their own rules to try to make it so you don't have a guy running his bird dog Fair, yeah. right up, yeah. you know, underneath the guy that's trying to deer hunt. Yeah. You know, when I first started the club, that's how it was, and there was only a couple people that were hunting during the week with their dog, and it'll a lot piss of you them, off, man. It'll. It was just part of the guy accepted yeah. it. You know, it's almost like hunting public ground. Like yeah. it's, everybody yeah. has the same yeah. right to be there, but it does make some things challenging, and I had to use that that mindset of okay if they're running their dogs and i and i run bird dogs too i hunt yeah, so i know yeah. you know kind of the areas that they're hunting and i had to use that to my advantage when i knew the season was in yeah to say okay if they're coming in with their dogs i need to be way over here and and maybe, you know, maybe they'll kick something up to me and it'll work in my my favor you know so, yeah, because they're bird hunting but maybe turn maybe it into it won't, a nice know? tactical decision and you know. yeah it's, a, it's an important part to consider <clears throat> so um when you're hunting on ground like that and whether it be bird hunting or any other small game hunting, yep. you know, or other hunters and you're looking at that map, yeah, start circling. If you, especially if you've been there a couple of years and you have maybe some established tree stands yep. and this, yep. this one that I'm talking about, I mean, I've been this, at this gun club for over 10 years yep. and this spot had been there the whole time. It wasn't like a new acquisition of, of land that we had just purchased. It was there the entire time. Yep. And I'm sorry, over- I'm taking notes because this is good <laughs> stuff for me to remember. <laughs> and I and I had overlooked it. Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, I'm being successful hunting on these field edges until like the second week of October when, you know, they start to come out a little bit later. Yeah. Or, you know, this patch of timber over here where the yolks are, I've been very successful. I'm seeing deer. But then I started realizing, like, okay, I'm getting pictures of some really big deer. Yeah. But they're coming through at night. Yeah. And where are they spending some of that daylight activity? Yeah. And I found this spot. Like I said, it was it was thick and nasty and i have to wear waders to get in there most of the year and it was this tiny little maybe six acre chunk yeah and it was loaded with acorns okay so it was the thickest nastiest security cover Mm -hmm. and this whole ridge of of oaks wow so they had and and then obviously there was water because i was just saying i had to cross it so they had literally everything that they wanted right there but when you get into a spot like that, you have to be careful not to go trim it all away when you're hanging a tree yeah. stand. You yeah. can't just yeah, go yeah, in yeah. there and say, okay, now I'm in this awesome spot and I want to be able to shoot over here and over here and over yep. here. And you just, you can go too crazy with a pole saw. And next thing you know, you've now just destroyed everything. Yeah. That security yep. cover that they have, you know? Yep. So you, it's, it's all this stuff that we're talking about as far as access. And when you go in there and, you know, even right down to hanging a stand and yep. trimming, it all comes together. So let's, I mean, I this is a great, I love this topic because and I'm we're gonna go more into this but we're gonna kind of switch it um, from my perspective but I you know I want your input um, because I still hunt public land and I got a track of public land that again is small it's um, it gets hit a lot with like you know hikers dog walkers okay. stuff like that it's a great trail um, but I found like just this beautiful little nastiest thickest piece right off the trail i've seen deer down there i've shot a deer down there um but there's only one way to access that you know and and i literally you walk off the trail and it's almost straight down okay right into the edge of a swamp so it goes straight down thick nasty shit all over the the hillside or whatever you want to call it it Flattens out at the bottom, nasty stuff, and then cottontails okay. in the swamp. So my only point would be to access it off that trail 
But do you think? Well, I guess I guess the hikers and shit. It's not really too much pressure because they're all up top, right? Yeah, you're far enough off the trail. Right? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're the required. I'm assuming you are. Yeah. Uh, by the description, it sounds like. Yeah, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? I would definitely check it out, and so if you're looking, uh, I at, put it. That's where I put the trail camera last okay. week. I think we yeah last week. So if you're looking at a steep drop off, yeah, um, I would pull up the topo map. Yeah. And look for. I can't. There's. Because it's all, it's so small, it just looks like trees. Like there's not, no. Not aerial, just topo, just the topo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. And okay, okay. Find, find the saddle or find that low spot. Yeah. And that's going to be the primary travel corridor for yeah. the dote. Yeah. The bucks will be, will go into the thickest, nastiest stuff we've been, yeah. been saying. If you guys haven't caught on to a theme yeah. here yet. Get nasty. Yeah. <laughs> get yeah. nasty. Get into, get into the shit a little bit and yeah. you'll find. You'll find that your your bigger, more mature deer. Yeah. Um, Even and same on small pieces too. So I would find that primary trail. Yep. Using the topo map, find yep. that find that low spot where those contour lines are are farther apart, where they're not stacked so heavy on top of each other, and it's relative. Yeah. So maybe that's only a a fifty yard drop. Yep. But it's a steep fifty. Maybe it's a forty five degree, you know, drop. It depends. It's it's, you know? it's steep, man. It's it like it sucks. The other thing that sucks, it's so loud to get down in there. Because, one, it's like an old landfill or something. It's all broken glass. Okay. Literally, that whole uh, hill or whatever, it's all broken glass. So they make, they make rakes nowadays? <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> up. <laughs> but it's tough because I don't want to be the guy, like, because other guys hunting there, too. So I don't want to be like, oh. No, I'm giving you, you a hard know, time. I'm giving you a hard time. Yeah. But realistically, um, he just went silent because I'm showing him yeah. a picture right now. Yeah, he's showing me <laughs> that's, a picture. It's tough folks. to see, but that's the edge of the uh, swamp and the flat okay. the flat on the bottom. Okay, so what I would do, again, pull up that topo, find the possible travel corridors coming in and out of that swamp. Let's just say the yep. swamp is bedding, right? Yeah. And, and this is just assuming I'm looking at one, yeah, one this, quick yeah, one picture. Photo, yeah. So assume swamp is bedding area for at least temporary bedding area. Yeah. Um, so then say, okay. Where's all these all the primary trails coming in and out of? Yeah, there's one literally one. Well, for I guess the deer, it's not for you. No, yeah. Okay. There's one because I've seen them come up that steep, like the steep hill. I I've seen them walk. But it's probably up it. rare. Yeah, and I know down at the bottom, right along. So they're walking right along the swamp, and then it's it gets real thick, nasty to the right, like on that photo I just showed you to the right, like just thick, pricker, nasty Perfect. stuff. That's where. And that yeah, that's where. And I had a buck come crashing across the swamp right into that thick stuff. Two of them, actually. I was uh, bleak calling yep. there, and, they, you know, he came right across. But, uh, but yeah, I guess I just kind of lost my train of thought there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would find that, get a, one, get a camera if you have it up on that. Yeah, I got to go check it out. primary corridor. Yeah. And, two, the reason why I was saying identify that deer travel path is set your – your access path yeah obviously as far away from that as you can yeah. with the predominant wind direction in your favor okay i i was just my <laughs> technique for this was just gonna go try to creep in go down the hill maybe 10 15 yards and stay right on that because that's my cover sure that steep hill's my cover and it would probably be crossbow only in there for me okay just because if i'm on the hill i can't get a good draw back 
I mean, I can, but one, I'd have to move a lot more. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'd have to, I'm pretty much laying back, watching the deer, and then to get up and try to draw back and do all that kind of stuff. It's that be, close? It's that tight in there? It's tight. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a, it's, so like, it's what would the steep, average man. shot be, you think? Would it be 20 or would it be less? Um, it was pretty deceiving. Okay, so I took a whack at a buck there a couple of years ago, um, and I guess I'm probably giving the spot away now, but... Um, well, just distance, just distance. Distance. So distance, I was, I thought it was 25, 30 yard shot from, I was about halfway down the hill and the, the buck was um, right on the edge of the cattails and I shot right below him. Okay. So I don't know if the, I just didn't, you know, adjust for being on that steep incline. Sure. You know, shooting down. Um, I thought it'd be all right because it's kind of like being in a tree stand, but it, yeah, I was, yeah, I was shooting. I literally just grazed his belly hair. Shave some white hair off, and he just took off. Okay. So. So you have a little bit of room to work with in there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but it's, man, to drag out of there, it'll be hell. That's okay though. I, oh, it's that's gonna okay. be worth it, man. Yeah, I was gonna say, and, gonna and that's what. It, so that's, but that's what it comes out, and that's why a lot of people don't go, and it's, it's kind of just like out west too. There's, yeah. there's a whole group of people that don't want to get way back into the yeah. thick and nasty because they're like, oh, the drag, yeah, or the pack out, yeah, and. Sometimes you only go in there. There's spots that I have on on private where I say, okay, I'm only hunting this stand, going after this deer or these yeah. two or three yeah. deer, and I'm not going in there to harvest just anything because maybe the pack is not worth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it, if you can harvest a doe and you're just hunting for meat, and you can harvest a doe, at yeah, any stand, any of that. I mean, to me, that's worth it. I just to shoot a deer out of it, I guess. Then go shoot a deer, yeah. but. If you have this this spot that you think is a little golden nugget on your map, with a trophy on it, yeah, as I say, save it, hunt it during the right time. You know, hunt it when when the rut's kicking in. If you think that's where they're in that time of year, yeah, and be very diligent about your access. Yeah, very diligent. Find get away from that primary trail as much as you can. Yeah, and try to find an access route that allows you to have the wind in your face if you can. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. For I'll I'll show you more after once we uh. Especially because if it's if it's terrain feature, then you have the thermals at play too. Yeah, in the morning yeah. and the evening, so yeah, you're gonna get some swirl in there. Well, that's what I'm thinking. They they might. I think they were bedding right on top of the hill or ridge or whatever you want to call it. And to be honest with you, looking down. But um, I went in there last week and they kind of bushwhacked it all back. DP was in there cleaning it out, so I don't know if that pushed them out or what. So it'd be interesting when I check the camera. I'll, I'll have to check it this yeah. week and kind of fill you guys in. The um, other. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're good. The other thing that, you know, looking, and this is rewinding, I guess, a little bit, is to, to our initial topic mm -hmm. when we're hitting a new piece, and but this works for your piece and your scenario as well, mm -hmm. is finding a limited resource, right? Yeah. So yeah. in this one, obviously, if you're in a swamp, you have water. Yeah, yep. And that same swamp has cattails and thick and nasty, yep. so they have cover. Yep. Where's the closest food? Uh, right on the other side of the swamp. It's all oaks. So that would be the side of the swamp that I would spend my time on. If that's I where the other bow hunters are. Are they? Yeah. Literally, that's I I uh I found this, you know, I snuck in there just on a whim. Um was able to call in the deer, see a, you know, a few deer down there and then uh went back a couple times that's I think it was 2 years ago now. And uh uh, went started in that spot, walked down to the other side, and I think yeah. there was one or two guys in tree stands on the other side. Yeah. So I know they killed deer. I know guys killed deer out of this, out, but yeah. yeah. But 
I mean, and the other thing is, too, that is right off the trail for them. So they can walk in essentially silent down there. Okay. Hit, get into the oaks, you know. Whereas mine, the only benefit I have is, I guess, it's just a quick, like, in, you know, take is a turn it, and I'm in there. But I mean, I don't want you to give away the spot, but is it a bow only or do they also shotgun hunt there? I'm pretty sure it's just bow only. Well, I mean, I small game hunt in there. Okay. So I'm you you know I'm using my shotgun, but I don't. I, I'm pretty sure actually I think it is A and B too. You can, but right. it's pretty small. I, fair, I wouldn't. Fair enough. Yeah. So what I would say then is, hunt that backside when you know the pressure is going to be there. Like when you know those other bow hunters are going to be there. So later in the season, hit that spot. You're saying. Yeah. Okay. Like when you know they're when you know the access starts to get heavy from that yeah. side that we just discussed that has all the sign. Yeah. That these guys found then that's when you, you say, okay, let's kick off the backside. Find the exit route that they're okay. going to take. All right. Say, and okay, it's probably right through that swamp to that yeah, backside. Find okay. the exit route gotcha. that they're going to take when those guys are coming in. Okay. And let them essentially bird dog that area for you and push them around. Okay. Because day one, that might not be the best day one spot because there's yeah. not a lot of pressure there. They're not leaving, leaving a ton of scent behind. Yep. But if they've hunted it three, four, five weekends, yep. and now you're in the mid-October or – and I think November. that's just about when I hit. I hit it pretty much the beginning. I hit it after work one day, so there it wasn't daylight savings yet. But I, okay. I mean, when's when's daylight savings? Like early November. Yeah. So it was because uh, in my mind I was like, the, I was bleat, I was bleat calling anyway. So I was like, all right, they're yeah, gonna be getting fired up soon. Yeah. yeah. Called any young buck, you know, it was cool. The first time I ever called it was a bleat call. It was it was pretty sweet. I got it on camera too. Check it out on YouTube. <laughs> so um, I, I think that was probably how I would attack that spot. All right. If all you right. want to, you know, dissect it. That's a really good. I mean, I think help like dissecting some of these scenarios and not saying that either one of us are, are experts. You know, there's a lot of other amazing like white tail authorities out there that know yeah, more than we do. Just to sit and talk but about talk it was a scenario yeah, yeah. helps. Yeah. Because even I mean, even just to bring it up. You know, when we first started talking about it, just to bring it up and then it just kind of clicks in your head like, oh, yeah, that, you know, that is the best uh, situation I could have been in or I could have done this, hit the trail down a little further or something. But so, yeah, if those guys found the other side, without a doubt, then I'm going to change my answer from hunt the other side to find the exit route in the safety corridor. Yeah. And and, then I use that. There's um, another part. You know what? There there's another part of that that property too that i can uh we'll we'll, we'll talk about it after <laughs> i'll have to rattle your brain about this property a little bit more so i you know this is funny because this is the stuff that i love to sink my teeth into yeah so yeah. Uh, getting a new piece for me is is like a kid in a candy store yeah and it doesn't even you know i, I love chasing big bucks yep but it doesn't even have to be like the largest buck that I'm chasing that year doesn't even have to be on that property. Yeah. I just like figuring out the puzzle. So much yep. of whitetail hunting for me now is like so much. The enjoyment is just figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. It's so, it's and then so once you, fun, once man. it all comes together at the end, yeah, it's like, the yeah. it's like Christmas. The preparation. If, if folks, if you're not like enjoying the preparation of, of whitetail hunting, yeah. you're missing some of it. Like, yeah. You're missing yeah. part of that journey. Yeah. yeah. You know, I hope everybody takes at least, you know, some of the enjoyment of practicing your bow, hanging stands, trimming out trees. Like, it can suck in the middle of, you know, July when it's hot and you're sweating at the time. But, you know, looking back and saying, 
hey, I matched wits with this five-year-old buck, and I figured out yep. how he stayed alive for so long through so many other seasons, and yep. I was able to harvest him and put – I mean, that's – Put all that effort in. Yeah, it's just – it's like the icing on the cake, the cherry on top. You know, it's it's an amazing, like, accomplishment that yeah. – You know, th- those deer, you know, when you get into those mature age class of deer, and maybe they don't score, you know, 200 inches. Maybe they, they score yep. 100 inches. Yep. They were the one of the best at what they did yeah. for, for – however long they were alive yep. five years four years whatever yep. it is you know six years however old that deer is he figured out how to survive and avoid people and avoid coyotes and avoid all the other things that could have they're pretty much down. doing the same thing to us that we're doing to them they're you know yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what they're doing they're definitely definitely maybe not on such a you know large scale like we do but they're you know in the back of their their mind i'm sure during hunting season they're thinking about all these assholes in orange that are coming after them yep. figuring so. out the puzzle some some yeah. of the some of the most interesting conversations that i've had sitting around a table has just been like what we're doing today here and, and dissecting scenarios and yeah and how do we go about you know it's enjoyable processing a new piece of property or yep. you know decoding a situation on public yep. where you have other hunters and you know where should i go set up to be successful based on where they are yeah and i mean public land hunting it's tough especially in connecticut where we seem to lose more public land every year um, and, and it's harvesting a deer on public. It's tough, is, man. It's hard. Yeah, almost any any deer, honestly, on public that isn't it's earned, a trophy. You've earned. It's yeah, a trophy. it's, it's a trophy. Yeah. Definitely. And it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to be the score of it. It's just the the yeah. work and the effort that you put in. Yeah. And all the other stuff you overcome as far as hunting pressure and other people and yep. all the other, you know, kind of the deck is stacked against you a bit. Um, it's definitely a trophy in my eyes. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So. All right, man. Well, I think we covered a lot of good points today. What do you think? Yeah, I think it was a great episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope you guys didn't mind our uh, rambling about, uh, well, our dissection of uh, hunts there. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, f- feel free to leave a comment if you think we missed something or, yeah. or you go about dissecting a property differently. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, tune in, guys. Leave comments. We are now on I t- or, uh, Apple Podcasts, so you can check us out on there. I don't know if you can comment on that. I don't think so, but... But you can find us right on our Facebook yep. page. Facebook page, SoundCloud, um, all that good stuff. So make sure to tune in every week. Every Wednesday we'll be dropping new episodes for you guys. And, uh, Matt, why don't you tell them where else they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook uh, at East to West Outdoors. And you can also find me on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, Instagram is Matt underscore E2W Outdoors. And YouTube is just East to West Outdoors. All right, guys. So check Matt out. If you guys want to follow along, uh, follow along with me, uh, you can check me out at Killstring Outdoors, killstringoutdoors.com, um, Instagram, Facebook, it's all the same, Killstring Outdoors. And as always, follow along the Eastern Edge Hunting Podcast on Facebook. We are now on Instagram as well. Um, yes, the more the more you guys follow along, hit that subscribe yep. button. It helps us continue yep. to do this and, and pump this out Keep more content. Yep. And let us know what you guys want to hear. If there's any certain, you know, like, like we were saying before, if there's any subjects you want to hear, let us know. We'll be glad to talk about them, bring them up, bring you guys onto the show or something. So, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in again, and we will be back with you next week.